Welcome to the Drink Less, Live More podcast. If you are a woman that is wanting to evaluate your relationship with alcohol, you come to the right place. There are no hard and fast rules and you don't have to call yourself anything. You're just a woman that knows something isn't working for her and you are wanting to make an intentional change. I'm Rachel Pritz and I'll walk alongside you as you learn to drink less and live more. Let's go. Welcome to episode one of the Drink Less, Live More podcast. This has been something that has really been on my heart for quite some time, and so I'm excited to put it out into the world to all of you. For me, uh, Quitlet, which I'll talk um, some about some of the, the quit literature that's out there that has been really impactful for me and with my clients, but Quitlet and podcasts and following some people on social media were game changers for me. It really educated me on my alcohol use. I got much more intentional with it and it stopped being something that I just did without really thinking about it. I mean, I planned and thought about everything else in my life, but not alcohol. So it didn't really make any sense. So I'm excited to give you short episodes of the podcast for you to be able to take with you into your week and to keep you motivated and educated around alcohol and alcohol use. And this is a judgment-free zone, so I don't tell you you have to do this or this is the only way. There's so many different ways to do this. And so take the pieces of this podcast and other podcasts and books that you may read and, and put it all together and make your own individual plan. Of course, if that's like, I don't have time for that, there's always programs out there. I have a couple of different programs that you can connect with on or in the show notes. And uh, just make sure that you make it make it your own. Uh, the real idea here is to solve the root cause of this problem. And when I was first exploring this for me, that was my goal. I did not want to white knuckle through this thing. I didn't want to have wine on my mind all the time, but just distracting myself from it. I wanted to get rid of the thoughts around wine, the urges around wine, and I did. So I'm going to share many of those tips and things that helped me get there. And then also what helped some of my clients or has helped some of my clients be able to either reduce their alcohol intake completely or just to a level that they feel comfortable and healthy with. So one of the reasons why I started thinking about this concept in this podcast was a couple of years ago, I really started pre-pandemic, started getting really honest with people about how much I had drank in the past. So I had, uh, you know, sort of checked all the life boxes and gotten to the top of my organization. I did all the things that people told me I was supposed to do. I had, you know, two healthy kids, a supportive partner, a big house. We traveled, we did all the things and I still wasn't happy. And I was coming home overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, cracking open a bottle of wine and drinking a minimum of a whole bottle of wine most nights. And I had a wake up call when I was driving into work and I was just thinking, this cannot be how life was supposed to be. This is not what I imagined as a kid when I was playing with Barbies and 
you know, imagining my life and what that was going to look like. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And I started to think, well, you know, if I just got into a small car accident, maybe I could finally get a break. And that was a huge red flag for me. It is not normal to want to get into a car accident in order to get a break. So I knew that I needed to do something drastic, and I reached out to a mentor who suggested a coach, which at the time I didn't even know life coaching was a a real thing. And she set me on the trajectory uh, where I'm at today and was able to help me get unstuck from the area that I was in and truly go from just striving and white knuckling through things to thriving. So that's how I got here today and how I'm certified as a coach and why I do what I do because it made such a huge impact on my life. And so when I started being more honest about this, I was doing, you know, talks about well-being on stages when I first launched my business. And I started being really honest about drinking a bottle of wine every night. And it was really interesting to watch the crowd because you have about half of the crowd whose faces were just horrified. Like they didn't even understand what was going on. They were like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with her? She was drinking a bottle of wine every night. I can't believe that. And then the other half of the room gave me the, oh my gosh, I know exactly what you're talking about, eyes. And that observation was pretty clear to me. And so all I could think was, oh my gosh, I have to do something. Half of the room is resonating with this message. They're also doing this. So one thing that did for me was it started to unravel the shame for me because I was speaking truth to it. I was just saying what was accurate and what was true. And so shame couldn't hold on to it anymore because I was honest. I told people exactly what was going on. I've talked to executive teams about this. And the interesting thing is many of them will say, oh, you were only drinking one bottle? We're actually like really impressed that you were only drinking one bottle. So this is a huge problem. And then I started coaching life coaching clients one-on-one, executive coaching clients one-on-one. And when I would open the door and be vulnerable and share my story, they would also share similar things going on. And so it's like, gosh, like this is also a pandemic in our society. And it's so shame-inducing and so vulnerable to talk about. And our culture's created so much stigma around talking about this that people don't talk about it. They suffer in silence. And so that's why I started this podcast. So the first thing I want to talk about, and, you know, I've talked to so many people over the last year, just sort of getting a sense of what I wanted my program to look like, what were the needs out there, what were the common themes that I was hearing on phone calls and in sessions with people. And one of the big things that holds people back from quitting drinking is this idea of what if my partner isn't on board or they've tried to ask their partner, hey, I'd really like to cut back on drinking and their partner isn't supportive, quote unquote. You can't see my fingers, but in our minds, they're not supportive. So I want to talk about this. My experience here was my husband and I were drinking buddies. You know, we put the kids to bed. We would grab a drink when it was nice outside here in Indiana. We would sit out on the back deck and we have a beautiful backyard with these pretty lights everywhere and we would have conversations and have cocktails. And so I was really afraid of, oh my gosh, if I tell him that I want to stop drinking, then he's going to feel like we can't have that time together. I was afraid that was going to, you know, we were going to lose our bonding time. And quite frankly, when I first told him I wanted to cut back, I think he was kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, I, 
I had done every diet known to man. And uh, a lot of times I was like, okay, you're going to do this with me, right? I'm going to cook this and, you know, whole 30. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And in the past, when he didn't just jump right on board and want to do the things that I wanted to do, I made that mean that he wasn't supportive of me. And I shifted that mindset when I told him I wanted to take a break from drinking. I honestly just took a 30-day break. I had no idea if I was going to do that long-term, what that was going to look like long-term. But after the 30 days, I did decide, you know, I want to keep doing this, you know? And so I think after the 30 days, he was a little bit more like, hey, so what is your long-term plan here? I think that was actually his exact question. And at first I thought, oh my gosh, he can't tell me that I can't drink. This is crazy. It's healthy for me to not drink and, you know, all these things. And looking back on that conversation, that was a really fair question of his. I had made a drastic change that did impact him in some ways. And so it was it was a valid question. And so don't make those questions or those looks or those concerns mean more than they do. It could be, and I, I find this with other people that I share this with, it could be that their reaction is just them evaluating their own relationship with alcohol. Let them do them and you do you. If this is something you want to do, then do it. And honor your commitments to yourselves and don't get roped into people-pleasing. And when I really discovered that my my hesitation for quitting drinking wasn't because it's something I didn't want to do. It's because I wanted to please my husband and the people around me. I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. I didn't want to make them think that they couldn't drink. I didn't want to make them think that, oh, somehow she's better than us now because she doesn't drink. So there were so many things that I had feared that quite honestly didn't come completely true. There was some hesitation on my partner's side, but that was fair. You know, I mean, fair. If we're going to make drastic changes in our lives that affect our partners, it's a fair response to be a little confused and to have some questions. So I want you to really keep that in mind as you're on this journey. Now that I'm over a year into this journey, I can share with you some of the things that are unexpected that came out of this unexpected positive things. So my husband and I, I mentioned, you know, almost every night we were drinking. Um, you know, that was just sort of our thing that we did together. And I never once asked my husband to quit with me. I never once told him he should quit. I never once judged his drinking. I just let him do his own thing. If he wanted to quit, he could decide to quit or cut back or whatever he wanted to do. So this was really interesting to me because I really just thought, oh, he'll just keep drinking the same amount and I'll just drink a mocktail, which is what I did a lot. So we could still have that bonding time together. I'd make a mocktail or um, non-alcoholic beer. I love some of the IPAs that are out there. That was something that I really love. Uh, there's not too many wines out there that I love. It's really hard to make a non-alcoholic wine that doesn't taste like grape juice. But I've been able to find other ways to still feel like I'm having some special kind of treat at the end of a day and that I'm not isolating myself from everyone and friendships and uh, conversations with my husband. In fact, our conversations are so much more rich because I'm so clear-headed in those conversations. 
But here's the little uh, unexpected thing. My husband has pretty much cut back all of his drinking except for kind of special occasions and maybe date nights too. Isn't that funny how much influence we have over our families and the people around us? And I never said a word. I never asked him to do this with me. I never told him he should quit. I never said a word. So you're going to hear me say this often in the podcast, and I talk about this all the time with coaching clients and inside my program. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Other people's business is not yours. Stay in your own business. That's a great Byron Katie philosophy. Stay in your own business. And other people's opinions of you are their business. We can't change them. We can't manage them. (laughs) We really need to be focused in on our opinions of ourselves. And I doubt you'd be listening to this podcast if there wasn't a little bit of judgment, shame, and frustration around your relationship with alcohol. So we're going to dive in deep. We're going to solve the root cause of this problem. And it doesn't really matter how much you drink, how much you don't drink. Maybe you just drink on the weekends. Maybe you drink every night. I don't really care. I don't care the amount of alcohol that you drink. If it's a problem for you, then it is a problem. And as always, if you are a heavy drinker and you're thinking of taking a break, I always recommend that you do consult a doctor or another practitioner. If you have been unable to stop drinking for a few days without significant withdrawals or um, issues. So that can be quite dangerous for, for really heavy drinkers. And this podcast is really for those gray area drinkers that are still high functioning. But they're just drinking a little bit too much and they know that it is impacting their lives and they want to change that relationship. So we will see you next episode. Thanks for joining. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can be reminded of new episodes. This is not intended to be medical advice. This is for gray area drinkers that are wanting to evaluate their relationship with alcohol and cut back or quit altogether. If alcohol isn't ruining your life, but it's certainly not making it any better, you're in the right place.